Is there a better time in golf than where we are at right now? Speed is one in 21. Now Rory gets it done for the first time since 2019. And we're here for it. And we're here every single week on the PGA Tour. Welcome into Cash Out with the Coaches. I am Jonathan Coachman, the coach. He is one of the great golf instructing minds in the world today, Travis Bolden. Trav, how are you, sir? Coach, hello from Jackson, Mississippi. How you doing, my friend? Jackson, Mississippi? Yeah. What are you doing in Jackson, Mississippi? Well, I just got done with a little seminar. Uh, was speaking with the Gulf States PGA section here and okay. uh, talking golf swing. We were talking uh, some of the Rory changes, some of the, you know, a little flexion in the lead wrist, how that leads to rotation. Get people to play better golf. We're, uh, I love this place. This is, everybody's so nice here. I love it. That was an answer I didn't expect, to be honest with you. I was like, oh, wow, he went to Mississippi to talk about Roy's swing change. Uh, well, I'm glad that you're in Mississippi. I'm glad that you're getting speaking gigs because you're an incredible speaker and uh, very eloquent when it comes to the golf swing. Now, for those people uh, that are new to the show, welcome. Uh, every single week, we give you information on the upcoming uh, tournament, whatever it is. Uh, by the way, we're going to do a very special PGA Championship preview later this week, so make sure you follow our YouTube channel. So you know exactly when that falls into uh, your feed. And we give out several matchups at the end of the show. But at the beginning, we recap and we look forward to the week. So, Trav, that's where I want to start today. Yeah. Roy McIlroy, very, very uh, popular win on Mother's Day. He got kind of emotional after the win, talking about his wife, talking about his mother. It's his first win as a dad. He had his yeah. uh, beautiful little baby there. Uh, but he said after the, the tournament that he found something the weekend before. With your trained eye, what do you think he found to get him that first victory in over two years? Well, the path of that driver was not going excessively to the right for a while. You know, he mm -hmm. was getting under it. The path was going to the right. And, you know, he had to kind of overcook the face. And you start getting that push-hook combination. So to me, it looked like, you know, Rory did a couple things. It looked like the club was was more out in front of him going back. It certainly mm -hmm. was not in. It was wider out in front. And then he would make that big turn, of course. And then the commitment was there to hit the fade, to kind of get on top of it, turn and exit the club more to the left. I thought uh, the club going back looked much better, much wider, much more out in front of him. And then the club coming through and the way it was exiting, you could see it more under his lead shoulder. And, and anytime you see that, you know the path is working more to the left. He was able to hit that little fade out there. And yeah, he didn't, it wasn't the most amount of fairways hit, right? Like Right, very few, actually. Yeah, yeah, from that statistic. But it was in front of him. He wasn't fearing what he was doing before. And you could see the improvement in the iron game as well. But make no mistake, Coach. I mean, the biggest difference here for Rory was the putting positive 6.9 putting strokes gain. I mean, that's a huge number. Rory hasn't Man. been there in a long time. He looked as committed and decisive with the putter maybe that I've ever seen before. I mean, it almost like he was hitting his putts and it almost felt too soon. You know, you kind of get that cadence of the player. They get up, they do this, they do that. They, bah, 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 and then they hit. Yeah, it. He's only been so fast. Yeah. And Rory yeah. was like, Wow, this is lot. This is lot faster. You know, more committed. I loved it. He putted beautifully on those greens. I'll give him a lot of credit too, because you talk about the fade that he had going on eighteen. The fade didn't fade, <laughs> and he went kind of left of, uh, of the hazard. And but he was very smart. And I thought his yeah. caddy did a great job 
of talking him through what they should have done. They said, you know what? Five's going to be good enough to win. That's what he played for. That, that's what he got. Uh, and he got the win. There were some other names, though, last week I thought did a lot for their years, but also did a lot for what's coming up, which is this week at the Byron Nelson, but more importantly, the PGA Championship, namely Gary Woodland kind of came yeah. from the abyss and he was very much alive going into the, the final nine holes. Yeah, I mean, Kerry Woodland came from nowhere. I mean, he's yeah. been playing some bad golf coming in. He hasn't had really any success at all at Quail Hollow. And, you know, all of a sudden he finds something and and off he goes. You know, this this width word, you hear that a lot, players wanting width, you know, mm-hmm. which is kind of out away from them. Get, get the hands moving out away from the chest. Don't get narrow in tight coming down. Gary has a unique swing in that when you watch him coming down, he he kind of, it's almost like he's pulling it down. The lead it looks that way. Yeah. Ups and it gets in narrow. And when you get in narrow, then you have less time to really let it go. And you can't rotate and he hits those high blocks off to the right, which he still hit a few of those. But, um, you know, I know he's been working with his coach, Justin Parsons, um, who will be on my podcast, <laughs> the Stripe Show podcast on Thursday. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that. But, the lead wrist, you know, keeping it flatter, out away from the chest. Clearly, they've made some ground with that because, wow, what a difference a, a week makes. Gary Woodland came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was really cool. But probably the biggest story that came out of the week, it wasn't Rory winning. It wasn't Gary Woodland coming from the Abyss, former U.S. Open champion. Mm-hmm. It was the fact that, and I had this guy in several matchups, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> the man is at plus two. He puts on 18, says, I need a miracle. Yeah. I need a miracle. He said that. And he doesn't make the putt. He goes, his caddy gets on a flight. He gets on a private jet home. And as he's in the air, because now you can text Wi-Fi, uh, his agent's texting him that he continues to move from 78th up to 70th. And by the time he lands back in the Dallas area, he was in 64th place. And the story is really remarkable. I remember talking to Mark Wilson we were doing PGA Tour Live a couple of years ago, and, and the subject came up about leaving when you thought you are going to make the cut. He's like, oh, yeah, Jeff Ogilvy once famously did it and told me a couple other stories. And then it happens to Bryson. Yeah. He couldn't get a flight back that night, so he went and got a workout in, went to bed at 8, he said, got up and flew back at 2.45 a.m. Because for people who've never flown private, I've flown a lot of private, um, the, the crew just can't take yeah. it playing back you right. got to have rest time so he got a new crew got back landed at six went straight through the course eight played ended up with a top 10 a top 10 trev that may have been the most remarkable story of the entire week yeah i mean it's 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 kind of on brand right <laughs> it really is it really is for him it really is for him. this is what this is uh amazing this is the life of bryson dechambeau and um and and played quite well in the weekend you know he came back got in the top 10 i think he finished t9 um you know, Bryson, you know, right now has got to get his iron game going, you know, whether he flies home or he stays or whatever he does, he, he's got to get, I think, a little more dialed in here, um, controlling trajectory, controlling the distance, the ball's traveling with his irons touch. You know, I think he, he needs to kind of dial that in. We know he can play the long ball. We know it's going to be a huge advantage um, this week, I believe, at Craig's Ranch. But he, he's got to get that dialed in. And when he does, he's going to be lethal because, to your point, he putted very well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he, he brings that, that putting form with the distance and, and some improvement in proximity with the iron game. I, I think this golf course is made for a Bryson DeChambeau. It's made for a John Rahm where you can step up, let the big dog hunt, and, and go low here and make a lot of birdies. Sometimes we have a tendency, those of us in the golf community, to try to overthink things, to try to say, you know what? I've got to go down the list and find a guy there and find a guy there. Yeah. And it ends up biting us. And yeah. this week, it just screams top guys, birdie fest, whoever's in the best form. Yeah. And really, really a lot of motivation because you've got a major next week that we know is going to be windy, tough, a lot of water. And players really need to get all parts of their game dialed in. So I think the top guys are going to be really locked in this week. I do too. I, I think this, this tournament, um, every way you look at, at least for me is, is screaming chalk. Um, mm -hmm. you know, TPC Craig Grants, I was there years ago when they very first opened it and they've been preparing this place for a tournament for a long time. And of course the Byron Nelson, um, was at TPC Las Colinas, the four seasons there, uh, for many years. And then it went to, um, Trinity forest. Mm -hmm. So TPC Craig Grantson has been waiting in line per se. So they're excited to get it there. They're going to put on a good show. Um, McKinney, Texas is where it is outside of Dallas. It's private par 72, just over 7,400 yards. Um, back bent grass greens here, you know, so that'll be uh, interesting to watch and play out. It looks like it's in great shape. I think this course though, um, what I can tell our, our viewers here, I think it's pretty open off the tee. I think these guys are, are going to, you're going to be seeing some serious red ass here off the tee. They're going to be hitting it <laughs> off of the tee. Um, I think par fives are very gettable. There's some big par threes. You know, you, you'll, you'll see some bigger par threes for sure. But these guys are going to go low. I think they're going to tear it up. Uh, I can see these big hitters, these big guns coming in and just playing you know, just really some instinctive golf here and letting it go off the tee. You get the iron game polish. You start making some putts. Um, we're going to see scores well into the mid-60s. We'll probably see some low 60s if the greens are receptive enough. But yeah, it screams chalk. I could sit here. You know, I love John Rahm. I love Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, I went with a different name to get some better odds. Um, but I think this is going to be... Uh, Pretty tasty leaderboard with some some rich names for sure come late Sunday. You don't normally see a field this good the week before a major, but right. because of how the schedule lays out now, uh, a lot of players like a Jordan Spieth, a Will Zalatoris, they uh, Hideki, they've yeah. taken some time off, and now they're all coming back this week to get in form before uh, next week's major, and then of course the U.S. Open is in a few weeks, or names like uh, Brooks Kepka. Uh, in addition to the names that you've already uh, mentioned, why do you think so many big names put their schedules together to play this event? You know, that's a that's a really good question um, because, you know, Wells Fargo, of course, was uh, before this and we saw some mm -hmm. bigger names there. We saw some guys hold out. It makes sense for Spieth, certainly being from Texas. Um, I think John Rahm... I think he needs the reps right now. I do you too. Know, I do when too. I, when I look at a ROM, I think Bryson needs the reps right now. I think Bryson's trying to find and dial some things in. Um, we saw DJ has already withdrawn. I think he needs the reps. You know how I feel, you know how I feel about yeah, that. I, exactly. I just, I just, I, I just never believe him anymore. Yeah. 
I, I, don't, I, I don't believe that he had a knee issue. I mean, and I don't want to call him a liar. I'm not doing that. Yeah. But he's done. This is now the second time in what a month? This is month the third and a half? time. This is the third, third time. time. Yeah. Third time. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's it's um it's a bad look. It, let's let's just mm-hmm. say it. Like it's a it bad is. look. He's jumping. He's doing backflips off a boat the week before. Um. Yep. You know, it's a bad look, and 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 clearly, um. You know, I I miss peak DJ right now. I I, I was certainly he would have probably been my favorite coming into this particular tournament if he would have played. But to answer your question, I think there's some guys that need reps. I think they need reps. They're trying to kind of work through some things. John Rahm has a chilly putter. He didn't play good last week, missed the cut. Um, you know, Bryson still not hitting on all cylinders. I think he needs to work some things out. I think this is a venue where he could probably see if he can get his play speed up and see how far he can hit it off the tee. Um, yeah. And then I think like a Zalatoris needs a win, right? And I think like a Daniel Berger um a kepka coming back like they've taken some time off they need a tournament before the pga so i think there's some a number of things working into this and it's a great field i mean i'm i'm i'm, I'm ecstatic here with this I, i'm i'm pumped I, I i think a lot of those names you know bryson this is essentially a home game for him he went to smu uh still lives in the area and wills Torres is a very very interesting name for me this week because yeah. I think it's a travesty. It's an absolute travesty that the PGA Tour has not adjusted their rules to allow a guy like a Will Zalatoris into the FedEx Cup playoffs. So he has to win right. in order to get in, even though right now he would be ranked 15th or something like that. It's absolutely insane. So I think he got caught up in that, to be honest, and he played so many weeks in a row that it caught up to him at the RBC. And anybody that played him that week lost big, but I, th- I just think he was worn out after the second place finish oh, at the Masters. Sure. I think now he's had a couple of weeks off, and he's a guy that I'm really looking towards that you said it needs a win, but he needs a win for all the other reasons that the <laughs> yeah. other players don't. Right. And I, I think that's pretty interesting. I really do. Yeah. Well, he, he we know he's got the firepower. I mean, we know this kid can send it off the tee. He's a good iron player. Um, can he do enough with his putter? It'll be interesting to see here. This is – you're going to have to make some birdies here. We're, we're going to get into the 20s here for sure. I think winning score, weather permitting, there is a forecast for some wind, which can always, you know, change that up. But I just, through my resources, coach, <laughs> through my resources, your resources and your model, <laughs> I think we're going to, I think they're going to, I think they're going to beat this place up. Okay. Well, let's get into it then because we love throwing out these picks. We've been really, really good on our head-to-head matchups, and we tell you all the time, for those of you playing at home, where you're going to make the bulk of your money is yep. head-to-head matchups. We want you to lower your units on the props because it's just more difficult to hit top 20s and winners and, and, and those things. So here's what we do. Uh, we take $100, $100. We do two head-to-head matchups, a top 20, a tournament winner, and a wild-card play that can be anything on the board. Follow our incredible partners and sponsors at Sports Pub Media. Send in what you want to play. Tweet us. Let us know what would be your five plays this week as well. Uh, we want to know. We want you to be interactive with us. All right, Trav, you're up first. What's your first head-to-head matchup? All right, let's get after it. Big week last week. We're going Jordan Spieth minus 125 over your boy, Hideki Matsuyama, <laughs> who Love him. has been put on a pedestal here for the last better part of a month all over the world and deservedly so what an ambassador for the game an incredible win at augusta now he's coming back to reality and it's going to be a birdie fest i don't really like Hideki so much 
at these kinds of venues. Um, and of course, we know what's happening with Jordan Spieth right now as the comeback has been complete. Uh, his win uh, earlier in the year, now he's back in Texas. Uh, I think Jordan knows a thing or two about playing golf in this part uh, of the country. <laughs> I would say and so. Look, wide open fairways. I know Jordan's got the driver more under control, but hey, you're hitting it better. Get up there. Let's let the driver out. Let's let this iron game continue to go to work. His iron game, coach, has been so good. I mean, this is becoming now. We talk about a Justin Thomas. We talk about a Colin Morikawa. I think you got to start putting Spieth now back into this conversation as one of the best iron players in the game. We know he can fill it up with the putter. Um, I just, I think all systems go. It's funny how the narrative has changed so quickly with Jordan now in that, man, he couldn't do anything there for the better part of three years. Now he's back. He's playing great golf. I don't need to list all the great finishes he's had. It's been well-documented. But here we are now. He's one of the favorites of this tournament. Um, he's going to beat Hideki comfortably. And it wouldn't put it past him to go to the PGA next week and complete the Grand Slam. That's where the narrative is now. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a really, really big couple of weeks for him. We know how much these Texas tournaments mean to him. I don't believe that he's ever missed one. And no. you also say back in January, he was in that 50 to one category to win the Masters. And it's funny how quickly numbers change because this week he has plus 1,200, 12 to one. Yeah. And he's among the betting favorites. And that's a number that I never recommend playing anything below uh, 1500 because you just get no value there. Uh, so right now, I don't think you can pick Jordan Spieth to win, but I love picking him in a head-to-head -head yeah. matchup against Hideki. I think it's going to take Hideki a little bit of time to get going on Thursday. Spieth will have a lead, and then uh, he'll be able to coast through on Friday. Uh, I don't even know if Hideki makes the cut, to be honest with you. I don't Whoa. know. I don't know. I think, it's just, I, I think Thursday is going to be really hard for him. He hasn't yeah. played in a month, and he's traveled all the way back from his country. Right. So I, I just think he could he could stumble on Thursday, but we will see. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with my first uh, pick. And any time you give me Ricky Fowler, I don't care the number at this point. He's going to have to prove to me that not only can he win a head-to-head -head trap, he's got to make the cut. Yeah. He has to make the cut. Last week, and this is one thing I've learned not to do, is not tweet on Thursday. I don't care what happens because you always get bit in the butt yep. on Friday. And that's what happened with one of my followers. Coach, you said fade Fowler. You said fade Fowler. I said, I did. He shot like 69 the first day and then shot like a 78 on Friday. He is lost right now. He has no idea what he's doing. He has changed his swing to the point that from one day to the next, it looks different. And Sergio is just a great iron player. He's not scared to go low. He's one of those big names that he'll go out and shoot a 65-65. He's done it before. And so I think this, even though it's minus 150, I don't like that high of the juice. But as I like to say, sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> hey, stay away from Fowler. You're just, you're hard on him now every single week. The reality with Ricky, his driving has shown some signs the last two weeks. It's the approach game, that negative four number, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. consistently, and he's just, it's it's bled into his putting clearly now too. So clearly, um, yeah, it's gosh, it's tough know. because he, because he's such a a good guy. We know, and he even answered the right questions about all of his endorsements. I've seen two new commercials since he yeah. got called out by Faldo about making more commercials. 
Yep. And you can't hate on them for that because we all have to earn a living. And if somebody's yep. going to pay you a million bucks, you go and make the commercials. But when you're at his level and you still haven't won a major and yep. your game has fallen off, you're outside, what, the top 70 now? So at some point, you got to say, what's more important perception-wise? Yeah. And right now, it's got to be the golf game and not the commercials. He needs to tell his team, let's stop with the commercials and let's just get my game back. Yeah. I, I you know, amen. Amen. Right. I think I think Butch Harmon told him that, you know, years ago. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to be a Kardashian or do you want to see, you know, how great your golf game can be? And I think Ricky's made some decisions. And perhaps his worst one is trying to work on his golf swing because it hadn't worked. Wow. His iron, his driver, he's driving a little better, but his iron game is just nowhere near where it needs to be. And unfortunately, now it's led into a to his short game and his putting taking all that pressure and stress. Oh, so and much pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, matchup number two, Trav. Where are you going? So tough. You're so tough on Ricky. Oh, wait a minute. Here I am. What? <laughs> it's funny oh, how we produce it that way, Rick. Off the turnbuckle. Thank you, Cody. Off the turnbuckle. Oh, look at you. (laughs) Channeling my old days. Channeling my old days. Let's go. We've we've beat up Ricky enough. Let me tell you some positive stuff here about the South African Charles Schwartzer. I am here for Charles Schwartzer right now. He made me some money last week, and I am doubling it down again this week. I think Charles, speaking of finding some stuff. He has. um, Oh, he he has. He's playing some good week, and he has been very good to me um, here as of late. 26th at the Masters, 21st at Valspar, 2nd at Zurich, 14th at Wells Fargo. Um, I mean, he's getting better, Coach. Like, he's just, mm-hmm. you know, it's just getting better. He's hitting the ball as well. I was looking here statistically. His irons right now are as good as they've been, I'm scrolling, maybe ever. Honestly, from a strokes hand approach standpoint, maybe I would agree. I would agree. Um, Positive six and a half. He was no 6.8 at Wells Fargo. Positive 4.6 at Valspar. Second at Zurich. We don't have those stats. They had to be pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. His iron game is exceptional right now. And he's driving the ball fine. So why not? Let's keep this train going. Ricky's, you know, obviously still trying to find it. I think Charles Schwartzer is hands down right now the better player over Ricky Fowler. I put Charles uh, in the Lee Westwood, the Charlie Hoffman, the Ryan Palmer category of guys that are into their forties. Now that have had to look themselves in the mirror and say, listen, there's all these young cats that are coming up from the corn Ferry tour. Do I want to continue to play on the PGA tour? And if I do, I've got to put more into my game. And they're realizing when they put more into their game, that, they're a really good player because there's a reason that Charles won the Masters at one point. And now his game is back because I think he's being motivated, Trav, by the idea of his career going down the other side because of guys like Will Zalatoris and Morikawa and all these guys. And I think it's a really, really good thing. I yeah. really do. I yeah. really do. Well, yep. I mean, if he if he putts at all last week, he's he's definitely in the top five um, at Wells Fargo. Right. He hit the ball exceptionally well. Didn't didn't make really anything and still finish 14th. So um, let's change the surface up. He's pretty good on bent grass. I like it. I think this is a no brainer here. And I like the number two only laying 10 cents. I I always like that uh, in a head to head matchup. Yep. Okay. My second head to head matchup looks like this. I told you I'm bullish on Will Zalatoris (laughs) and it's plus 100. So I love that. 
Now, Matt Fitzpatrick, that scares me just a little bit. But yep. the reason I made this pick, Trav, is because whenever you travel to a new course, a new track for everybody, it's an even playing field. Yes, Fitzpatrick's been really good the last couple of months. Uh, I think he's had a little bit from time to time, some putting issues on short putts. Uh, but right now, to me, if you're going head up, Will Zalatoris' game or Matthew Fitzpatrick's game, to me, Will Zalatoris is just more consistent. He outwardly, overtly says, I want to be the best. I want to beat everybody that I play against, and I should be a top 15 player in the world. And I could absolutely see, this may be a little far-fetched, I could see Will Zalatoris being on the Ryder Cup team this year if he continues to play as well as he has been playing. I don't think it's that much of a stretch. And yeah. so I think he is motivated on tournaments like this to not only get a win, but to show everybody that he is one of the best American players out there. And I think he beats Matthew Fitzpatrick head-to-head, and I love the number. Yeah, I think you're discounting Fitzpatrick maybe a little bit. He's Maybe a little He's certainly playing some good golf. I mean, he's a good driver of the ball. He's an excellent putter. I think Fitzpatrick is kind of a um, a genius on Bermuda greens. I mean, he's him and Denny McCarthy are probably one and one A when it comes yeah. to Bermuda. I think Bent, he's not as good. Um, so I think that probably helps Will. Um, but make no mistake, both these guys are good drivers of the ball. Will's certainly longer and probably the better iron player. You know, I think that's where you, Will's probably got the big, advantage here short game wise they're probably fairly close so i think this is a good matchup here i really do i do uh both i think it's gonna go the full four days both these guys really are playing good golf all right very good all right let's move on uh our top 20 pick travis who do you like to finish in the top 20 this week? well i'm gonna you know i went down the board Ooh. a little bit talking okay. with talking with my my sources um <laughs> In your damn sources. <laughs> Running my model. You know, I, did, I, did it work in Jackson, Mississippi, by the way? I think, yeah. Do they have, yeah, Wi-Fi? Do they have Wi-Fi there? I, don't I, know. I, think, I think Luke List continues the good play for another week. Uh, Luke played very well last week, finished sixth. Um, finally, finally, Luke List made some putts. Um, I, I think this is a bit of a bomber's paradise open. I think he can take advantage of his length here. Um, let's keep the good iron player going, which he has been, I think off the tee iron game, very good around the green. I think solid and improved just comes down to making putts for Luke. And I think distance can play out a little bit more here. I think you can probably force the hand a little bit more here distance wise, which is going to help him from a proximity standpoint Mm -hmm. and coming off last week, positive 2.7. That's one of his best putting weeks of the year. Um, that was the difference finishing six versus missing the cut of the Valspar where he basically, he hit the ball a little worse, but lost four 58th at RBC lost five and a half putting. So let, let's, he feels good. This is a great track for him. This is a really, really good course for, for Luke list. So positive two fifty. Let's do it again, Luke. Let's do it again. Top 20. He, he won last week. He was one of the players that actually, the numbers and the course was supposed to match up perfectly, and it did. He won a couple of head-to-heads uh, for me, uh, round bets. But there were a lot of players that, were, like a John Rahm, he's a bomber, should have been played well there, and just didn't. Right. I think Luke List is now the the new Sam Burns. He's showing up a lot. He's getting close, but he's not finishing the deal. And I think he's really motivated. He's also one of those bombers 
that can score. He can get on a hot streak and go four or five birdies in a row. Yeah. So I love this play. Plus, you're getting it plus 250. That's a really good number yeah. for the top 20 for it Luke. It feels that, doesn't it? It feels yeah. like good value here for Luke, who was six last week. And and to your point, he, he usually puts two or three together. So mm-hmm. uh, I feel like we're kind of going into maybe another run here for Luke. Why not? This is a perfect setup for him. 7,500 yards, you know, open off the tee. Let's go. Give me the dress. And let me tell you something. Grip. Let me tell you something. Luke Liss can freaking bomb it, too. I mean, you know, it's easy to it's it's easy to leave Luke off the list. Like, hey, it's a bomber's paradise. The big guys, Rory, Bryson, and we don't really get to Luke's name. I'm telling you, Luke can let the dog hunt. <laughs> Keep an eye out for him this week. <laughs> I actually had him in a head-to-head that I was thinking about playing here on the show, and I didn't. So I am also bullish on Luke List. My top twenty. I'm going a little bit off. The beaten path here. And here's another guy that has recently been playing some pretty good golf. Last week, he was right there in the mix. Name on the first page of the leaderboard for a lot of the week. Uh, Scott Stallings, and I love yeah. the number. Plus 335. He's kind of, the, the market hasn't caught up with how well Scott Stallings is playing. However, he has a tendency, Trav, to give away a shot or two at the end of a round. Yeah, that, that's always been kind of his thing is finishing rounds. He did it again last week, double on 18. And when you're at the top of the leaderboard, a double can cost you a top 10 and sometimes take you out of the top 20, you know? So mm-hmm. hopefully he doesn't do that this week. I think he's in tremendous shape. I think he's one of those guys that can go. I think he's fired up and he wants to get back up uh, in the upper echelon of guys that we talk about. I really believe that. And all he has to do is a top 20 incredible value at plus three I'll take Scott Stallings. Yeah. It's, I think it's, a, I think it's a long shot. I think it's a long shot, but I think, um, you know, he's the number hits the number. He's certainly, he's certainly putting well. Um, yeah, I agree. He does. He, he kind of does give some silly shots back. I think that's a, I think that's a good observation. Um, with Stallings, you know, can he, can he do enough? I think with the ball striking, Um, I think will be the question here for sure. All right. We will find out. All right. It's that really that, that time of the week where uh, winners for this week, and you had a tendency to pick them. I'll give you credit for that. (laughs) I'll give you credit for that. All right. Time for our winner. Who do you got this week? Well, I had almost picked my third one last week with Victor. He made a run. Speaking of giving away a couple silly shots (laughs) in three putts that cost him in the end, but, Victor Hovland, man, so impressive. Anyway, so impressive. You know, I got to find some value here, Coach. You talked about it in the beginning, right? I just, you know, yeah, you, you could convince me on Bryson. You can convince me on Rom. You can, you know, like I get it, Spieth. But it's like, I can't get excited for that. There's plus, you know, eight to one, 11 to one. What's that going to do? What's that yeah. going to do? So you I, can't you know, take I, your wife out on that. So, you know, my default, I've done this before. Um, and, you know, give me some odds. Draft King, my DraftKings Sportsbook. No, and I'm looking through. Give me some value that I can get excited about. All right, Kepka. Right? Why not? This is this should be a good spot for him. I know he hasn't played his knee. I get it. Um, but he's got to be feeling better. Let's come out there. I think it's a good place to come back. It's not going to be overly tight. He can probably just kind of let it go a little bit with the driver. Um, let's see if we can do enough Thursday here with Brooks. Let's put maybe a a three under on the board, get one under our belt. 
and then get some mojo heading into the weekend. Then let's see if we can go low on the weekend and maybe clip one off here. And I just think about, I think I, I, I'm like playing this tournament out in my head. And then I see Brooks when he was really rolling and just making the game look easy, bombing the driver, proximities with the irons, making eight footers with the putter, just, yeah, 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 you know, like he does. I hate and, that. And I, hate that. I just, I feel like, why not? 23 to one, find a little fire here. I can get excited at this number. Brooks Kepka coming back with the knee. Why not? Do you, do you want to know the picture I see in my head? <laughs> so the picture I see in my head, is Brooks Kepka at the Masters not being able to bend over on one of his knees because he wasn't even close to 100%, gutting it out. Yeah. But alas, he was never in contention at all. Now, he's had a month, over yep. a month, yep. and he's he, ha- he, he would not be playing this week if he was not able to. So yes. I will give you that. I just wonder where his game is at. How much has he been able to practice? Yep. He didn't like to practice before anyway. Right. How much has he practiced since the Masters would be my only concern in yeah. picking him to win. But that would yeah. be it. Because I think motivation is not a factor for him right now. He's sick and tired of not being included in the conversation anymore. Now that Spieth is back, Rory's back, all these guys, nobody's talking about him. And you right. know he's got a big ego. We know that. Yeah. So I think he wants to get back in the conversation. I really yeah, he's really not going to be He's not going to be limping around and having a hard time getting – like, you're going to see – a normal gate pattern here. I think the speeds up, like he's not playing if he's not close to hundred percent. I mean, I there's, there's no reason for him to come out and play this week. If he's not close to hundred percent. So I, I think we're going to see a healthy Brooks Kepka. Um, there's certainly going to be some rust, but you know, look, Brooks is kind of like, that's what he does. He plays, you know, and he's not a, he doesn't really, I don't think he really looks at, I need a lot of ramp up time and a lot of reps to go out and compete. Like his mentality is I'm here. Let's go. Give me the ball. You know, let's do enough on Thursday and then maybe go from there. Again, looking for some odds, 23 to 1, Sportsbook, DraftKings. I found myself, this is the best. Now, outside of that, if I want to go really deep, then I'd be like, okay, give me a Doug Gim at 80 to 1, who's a ball striking machine, but can't putt to save his life. Maybe, can't. maybe that's the play, you know, so that would be another name for those looking for a long, long shot. Doug Back. Gim is actually he's actually minus one seventy in a head-to-head matchup I saw with Vincent Whaley, and I'm like, how far has Doug Gim come in the last month? The dude didn't even have status basically, uh, and now he's a minus one seventy in a head-to-head matchup. Whatever. Uh, all right, my winner this week. I'm gonna go with, you know, I like I like themes, and we're in Texas. This man played well at the WGC in Austin. And now he's coming back to his home state. I think he really wants to get that first win under his belt. Would love to do it in front of us, all of his friends and family and, and maybe teammates from college. I think Scotty Scheffler is primed and ready. He's another guy that we haven't seen in a few weeks. He took some time off, but now he's coming back in a place that he loves Dallas. And I think Scotty Scheffler at plus 2,500 is incredible value for a guy who nearly won about six weeks ago. Yeah, I think it's, you know, we know we can drive it. I think his iron game is trending. His putter has been a little chilly. I think if you ask Scheffler to this point, evaluate the season, I think he'd be a little disappointed right now. Like, I think he, I just kind of get the sense like he's, uh, you know, kind of stuck in neutral just a little mm-hmm. bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I think mainly because of the putter, he really hasn't had um, other than waste management where he finished seventh. 
that really hot putter week. So yeah, coming back to Texas, um, can he get some, can he get some mojo going there? I think if he does, he'll certainly be a guy that um, will be in the top 20 and a name that could certainly be contending late on Sunday. All right. Very good. All right. We're up against it. It's time for our final pick of the show. Wild card. Travis can be anything on the board. What do you like? Going back to my boy, the Gooch. <laughs> the go Positive the goal. 225 DraftKings Sportsbook. Top 20. Um, I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna give you this. I think Gooch is a is a is a very solid player. I think he's a player like I'm I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Gooch, kind of like I used to talk about Sam Burns, right? Because I touted Burns for a long, long time before he won. Yeah. I don't think Gooch is quite that talented. I think he's close. Um, but I think he's he's getting to that point where um, Taylor Gooch is going to pop one of these off, right, and win. I don't think he wins here, but I was really impressed how he played last week. I, I really like the way Taylor Gooch uh, played last week. His approach game is very good. Um, I think he's very good on bent greens. He's played well in Texas. I, I just I feel like the way he played last week, Every all the mojo about Texas. I think this is a good track for him. Uh, Gooch, top twenty wild card. All right, he's definitely somebody who is trending uh, upwards. Yeah. Uh, my wild card. I'm going to go with Daniel Berger, top ten. Never Plus heard of him. One... <laughs> <laughs> we know that almost a year ago, almost a year ago, in the first tournament back on the PGA Tour schedule, he won in this area. Oh, that's right. It was a colonial. Yeah. Uh, because this tournament was not played last year. Yeah. But he loves coming to this area. He's also one of that big group of players that we haven't seen in a few weeks. So he's right. going to be very, very, very uh not only motivated, but he's going to be fresh. And yeah. I'll take a fresh Daniel Berger. Um, and that ego, I'm here for. So give yeah. it to me. I'm getting plus 140, top 10. I'll take that all day. Yeah, I like that bet. Yep. Yeah, I you. like that. Yep. All right, uh, final thoughts, Chad, before we get out of here and make sure everybody uh, follows Sports Pub Media. And don't forget, we have that special PGA Championship episode coming out yeah. later in the week. Your final thoughts. Yeah, yeah I think, you know, it's going to be interesting here. T TPC Craig's Ranch, you know, the guys didn't go low last week. Quail Hollow put up a big fight. Uh, Rory getting it to 10 under. I think we're going to get well into the 20s this week. It's going to be a birdie fest. It's going to be fun to watch. Rumor has it. The par three late, I think it's 16 or 17. I can't, I don't have it right in front of me. A um, little bit of a stadium atmosphere. Mm. So I, I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be cool to see how this course plays out, watching a lot of birdies, some of the interesting things about TPC Craig's Ranch. Because like I said, they've been thinking through this for a long time now. This course, it's a big opportunity for them. So I think they're going to roll the red carpet out here and put everything out there for this to perhaps be the home long-term for the Byron Nelson. Boy, that would be super, super cool. And they got very, very lucky this year that they have the field that they have. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a really uh, fun week as we really get started, starting with last week into the summer portion, the most important portion of the yep. PGA Tour schedule. And we'll be here for it every single week. All right, that's going to do it for our incredible partners at Sports Pub Media. Follow them on Twitter, on Instagram, for Samantha, for Cody, for everybody that helps out with the show that makes it look so good. He's Travis Bolton. I am the coach. Remember, this is the only place every single week. If you're going to cash out, how about you cash out?
with the coach. Yep. See you from Mississippi. <laughs> no Wi-Fi. <laughs>